Steinberg. Calgary Sports Talk in the afternoon. Brought to you by Glenmore Audi. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Let's kick off the program with the update everyone's been waiting for since Tuesday night. General Manager Brad Trilevin gave us a full update on Mark Giordano this morning. Welcome to Pinder and Steinberg. My name is Pat Steinberg. Not necessarily as bad as we thought. We'll kick off the program with the GM. Here is Brad Trilevin. We've got good news. We, we, in our mind, dodged a, the big bullet um, where it could have been, um, you know, long term, we feel uh, obviously we're going to we're going to IR Mark for right now. He'll be out um, with that for obviously a week. We're going to monitor it on a on a week to week basis. Um, I can't sit here and give you a timeline, but it's certainly the good news is, is this is not um, as long term as we initially feared no surgical procedure um, nothing of that nature and it's just going to be we'll get through this next week which um, will be the first week off and then and then just monitor and hopefully he's back sooner rather than later but um, certainly good news from where we were two nights ago thinking that this could be uh, you know something that uh, could keep him out the rest of the year so um, hopefully back sooner rather than later we'll monitor it and Probably the best um, thing I can give you is, is, is probably a better sense a week from now. Um, once uh, once we once we know a little bit better in terms of identifying a uh, a return date. What, what did was you? Go for it. What was the worst that you were fearing? And, and well, I mean, any of those things when you, 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 if you if you have to get surgically in, in, uh, if there has to be a surgical procedure or intervention then you know, we don't have a, a long time left in the season that, that he's out for the remainder of the season. And obviously that's, that was, uh, you know, we dodged that bullet. And apologies, what, yep. was this a hamstring uh, strain or, or what's the official diagnosis that you can give us? Well, you're right, it's hamstring. You got it, you guys, you got it, you got the body part. So um, we'll leave it at that. I mean, it's a hamstring injury that... Um, that we just we're gonna work and hopefully get him back sooner, as soon as we possibly can. Obviously, given his importance to the team, we, mm-hmm. talk, we talk about it all the time. How you know devastating could have this been, and how you know from that standpoint of what he means to this team, how relieving is this? Well, I mean, anytime you lose players, it's you, that's not what you want. Um, but at the same time, whether you miss a guy for a game or for, or longer, it's a hole in your lineup. So now you need people to step up, right? Um, it's oppor- you know, not only opportunity for other people, but we think we've got good players that, that now people have to absorb this loss. That's that's at this time of the year with the with the race that we're in, every every game is so important um, that you never want to have people out of the lineup. But that's the reality. I mean, the reality is you're going to have injuries. It's how you deal with them. And the good news is we're going to get Geo back. We just don't know when yet. Um, but until that such time, we can't sit around and what was me. Now it's I mean we got we got a big game tonight and and Saturday and, and so on and so forth. So people need to jump in here and um, you know that's our expectation that they will. How difficult will it be to keep him off the ice knowing his? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean the, the good news with Geo is we say this he's he's over his career he's been a fast healer. But, you know, you also have to, there's no sense rolling out there. When, you know, playing hurt and playing injured are two different things. And, uh, you know, until he's back and he can be a, um, 
he can contribute to the team, then you got to get him better. But the good news is it's it's not going to be as long as we might have thought going home on Tuesday night. So that's good news. Some relief for Mark too in that sense then. As yeah, as, always. Yeah, yeah always. Um, again, you're missing time. I don't want to. I don't want to say that it's not a loss because he's not going to play tonight. And, and like I said, we got to we're, we're going to iron. So the next little while we're going to we're going to miss him. But um, it it could have been worse, right? So um, as a player, you're always you hate missing time. Mark's you know sour that he's going to miss any time, but. Again, you always have to look at it and say that it, it, it could be it could be worse, right? How do you feel about the depth on your blue line with Geo out? Well, I mean, you, we've got depth on the you know we've got depth there. Um, you're taking your top player out, so that's it's always going to have an impact. But like I said, you 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 have to. It sounds clicheish and all the rest of it, but it is next guy up, right? So now. People absorb those minutes. You're not going to replace a Mark Giordano. We went through this my first year, right? Um, it was similar time too. It was actually right before the deadline, and <clears throat> you know we said back then that you don't you don't re- you don't go out and replace them, but everybody gets you know pulls on the rope a little bit harder, and and uh, and that's what that's the expectation now. So um, you don't replace Mark Giordano, but you, you you have guys that jump in the into the fray and. I've yet to meet the player that says, you know, play me less and give me less responsibility. You know, they all want more. Here's an opportunity to get more. Does this, does uh, this in any way uh, change or adjust your approach as the trade deadline approaches? Uh, I mean, you're always, you've heard me say it a long time, what, 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 what you do, you take your cue from your team at the deadline a lot of times. So you continue to do that right now. Um, obviously, our situation right now with Mark's injury, you know we're 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 in a different situation than we were 48 hours ago. Um, good news is we're in a better situation than we were maybe 24 hours ago in terms of his timeline. Um, we'll see. Is all I can say, Jermaine. Continue to watch the team. Continue to to, to see where you know ways that we can Im- improve our team. Um, it may or may not. We'll we'll just have to we'll just have to see. How personally was this for you the last 48 hours? Because, you know, it could have been obviously a lot more devastating than it was. Oh, yeah, but that's just the game. I mean, you, you, you have injuries, right? You, you deal with stuff. So um, certainly knowing that he's not going to have to, uh, we didn't know, right, until you got to go through that process. And that's why it's always you know, it's good. Take a deep breath. Let's let's go through, Get let the docs do their thing and uh, – you get the word back, but you never like to see a player leave. But that's the game, right? You, 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 you have to have the next guy step up to the plate. But I'm certainly glad that we'll see him back sooner than maybe we thought we might have seen him a couple of days ago. Is that uh, Brandon Davidson? Excuse me? Brandon oh, yeah. Right good, good call, Pat. Um, <laughs> um, first time we've heard that, Pat. So, but. Um, <laughs> um, um, Brandon Davidson, so. Uh, Gio's been IR'd, which Davidson's been recalled. Brandon Davidson's been recalled, so he's out in the ice there. Yeah, for sure. Brad, just a, just a thought on the actual play, because it was so innocent looking, and, you know, it was such a, you know, strange... <coughs> oh, the Gio uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it really was. I know probably everybody's seen it now, but, you know, he went from, okay, he's got an open net, he's shooting the net in the puck into that didn't go in, and all of a sudden, 
he's not getting up, right? So you're, um, you didn't know at the time. Obviously, it, as you look at it, his leg stretched out kind of awkward. You didn't know if it's an ankle, a knee, a groin. Um, and uh, they happen, right? It, it's the game. Stuff, happen. Stuff happens. So you cannot, like again, the morning period can't be, you got to move on. You know, nobody feels for, sorry for you. And everybody gets the injuries. You know, everybody deals with injuries in this league. It's, you know, the, the good teams are able to overcome. And, and like I said, you don't replace them, but you, you, you find a way to, um, you know, get points while he's out. And, and hopefully he's back sooner rather than later. GM Brad Living today. So the news, Mr. Klein, not as bad as perhaps was being feared yesterday. Right. No surgery is required. So it's not going to end the captain's season, but we also don't have a timeline for a return to the Flames lineup for Mark Giordano. He's on IR. He'll be on IR until he's ready to return. That means that they're able to bring in another body and Brandon Davidson, who is up right now, but... No timeline. So is it a week? Is it a month? Is it six weeks? Nobody really knows. All we know is that it's not going to need surgery and it's not going to keep him out the season. So I guess Mm -hmm. it's better news than the worst case scenario, but we don't know how much better the news is than the worst case scenario. That's where we're at right now. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's just, it's. You almost, I mean, you wouldn't have rathered out for the season, but you'd like to have a bit of a firm timeline so you knew what you were working with instead of, well, in a week we might know that it's a month. You know, like it's, it is, it's better than the worst, which is great. But now the the fact remains that for the next at least week and probably longer than that, you're going to need a number of players on this team to step up. No doubt. No doubt, and I think the number one guy that that falls on is T.J. Brody. His versatility to be able to play the left and the right side allows the Flames to move him to the left and play on the de facto number one pairing while Giordano is out. He'll be on a pairing with Travis Hamanick to start tonight's game. Noah Hannafin, Rasmus Anderson will make up the other pairing that uh, is kind of new. Stone Shillington will be the third pairing tonight when the Flames take on the Nashville Predators. But yeah, there's going to need to be a committee approach. Not one guy is just going to be able to jump in and fill all of what Mark Giordano does. But I think the guy whose responsibilities are going to increase the most is tj brody we'll see how he handles that let's hear from mm-hmm. the captain now mark giordano who spoke this morning as well he knows it's good news he knows his season's not done and that's a whole lot better than it could have been got some some encouraging news yesterday that it's not going to be uh there's not going to be any surgery or anything like that needed just uh, a little bit of time to to heal and Go day by day now. I'm going to work hard to get back as quick as I can. Can you maybe take us through it? It looked so awkward from the the video we saw. How did you uh, see it unfold and how painful was it? Yeah, no, what what happened was I was uh, just trying to one-time the puck and it was an open net, to be honest, from where I was. You know, so I was trying to get it on net. um, But my right leg sort of of went out in an awkward awkward way and then pulled away from me and I couldn't, you know, I was... It was sort of, I don't know if it was a rut or what it was. I couldn't stop my uh, my leg from extending out. So just uh, overstretched it. Um, I, you know, I've done I've done uh, hamstring injuries uh, before. I, I did my other side uh, a long time ago, and it didn't feel like that. It didn't feel as severe. So I'm happy that the MRI came back and showed that I can recover without surgery and get back as soon as I start feeling uh 
feeling better. So when it happened, there was some, some initial concern there that it was something serious you kind of felt? Well, I felt something, yeah. I mean, um, it was, uh, I could feel definitely that it was uh, overstretched and, and there was something wrong. I felt kind of wobbly when I got up too. So knew something was up, but uh, a lot of thoughts go through your mind when, when uh, that happens. But just, uh, I got to get through, now I got to get through the rehab. I'm going to. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to get it treated a lot. I'm going to work out hard, and, and hopefully I can get back quick here. Mark, you're walking today, you know, fairly effortlessly. And yeah. That's such a good sign, I would assume, for you, just in terms of the way you're progressing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think it was really stiff, obviously, the next morning, yesterday morning. Uh, already today, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm loosening up a bit and improving. So hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully I just keep every day just... You, these things are tough to get through the first, you know, few days, weeks, but you just uh, every day sort of try and get better and, and keep keep at, at my conditioning because when it, when it does uh, feel good enough to play, you want to be ready that day. Mark, is it, a, is it a pop or is it just, a, as you say, an overstretch or do you feel something sharp? What is the sensation? No, there's, you know, I felt both. Last time it was more of a uh, pop and a, and a sudden thing. This one was more of a you know, a stretch feeling, and, um, you know, that's why I jumped on the ice just to sort of try it out to see, like, what, what it was really feeling feeling like, but it was sore and it's stiff, and, um, you know, you know, you sort of know right away that it's going to be something that's going to hold you out a little bit, but uh, I'm really happy that um, I don't have to worry about surgery or something that's going to end, end uh, my season. Given the standings and given the time of year, how difficult will it be to watch these next few weeks? Well, it's going to be tough, but I know our guys are going to, you know, I remember the last time I, I went out with an injury and the team sort of rallied around it. And I think, uh, you know, with the guys we have in the room uh, at this point, we, we have a better team and we have uh, way more depth. And I know I know the guys are going to play desperate and, and, you know, keep us obviously in, in a playoff spot. So... You know, I'm looking forward to getting back in as soon as I can, but you have to be realistic too with injuries sometimes. And when you when you can't help the team, you shouldn't play. So I'll, I'll wait to that moment and then and go from there. Mark, quickly. I know you can't tell us exactly, but is it fair to say that this is a better situation than in February of 2015? Which one was that? that oh, 100. Yeah, 100. percent Yeah, that was uh, that was sort of. Uh, something that you knew right away that it was the season and uh this one yeah for sure uh, there's there's no timeline it's we're gonna go day to day week week to week but uh i think it's it's very encouraging that you know my season's not lost and i can get back uh i can get back after the rehab process and can, you, and can you draw on that experience to at least help you go through this difficult stretch yeah i mean Mentally, it's tough because you know you, you want to be in the in the battle and in the games with the team. Um, I think when you're you're a guy, like, when you're a captain and you're an older guy on the team as well, I think I don't want to sort of be a distraction to the guys, and I don't want it to be um, you know a, a somber mood in there when I'm around. I want it to be upbeat. I think the guys can rally around this, and I th I think uh, you know with our decor, guys guys who might not get the minutes that they wanted uh, earlier now this is a great opportunity for them to step up and and uh, 
and go. So I'm happy. I'm excited uh, that it's not season ending. And, uh, you know, my motivation is to get back and play well uh, towards playoffs. So hopefully that uh, that's the way it all plays out. Hamstrings are pretty sensitive um, in general, Gio. How careful do you have to be? I know you said you're going to work as hard as you can. But how careful do you got to be moving forward to not have a... Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, you got to be realistic and you got to be honest with our staff. I think we have uh, the best uh, medical and training staff in the league. So those guys, they've they've dealt with a lot of injuries. Um, the treatment's great, and I'll go from there. But like I said, you don't want to rush back and hurt the team. You got to you got to be realistic too with uh, your performance. And I, I won't. Obviously, I won't play till I, I can help the team 100% and be at my best but uh, you know the one thing I will say about a hamstring is in our sport compared to a running sport it's probably uh, a less common injury and, and you don't use your hamstring as much as say a sprinter or anything like that so hopefully that's uh, something that could get me back quicker as well. Mark will you travel with the team on this trip given everything? I haven't talked to anyone about it uh, we'll see I, I'd like to be obviously around the guys and and all that, but uh, um, we'll see. Uh, either way, I'll get, get the treatment I need here or get the treatment I need there. Sometimes uh, staying home and, you know, the guys aren't practicing much on the road anyway. Staying home and getting the proper treatment and workouts is sometimes better for the early stages. I start feeling better almost right away. Like, were you feeling better about it yesterday? Uh, not really yesterday. It was kind of stiff in the, in the morning, but I think mentally... After the MRI and after the news came, it's just one of those things. Your mind can do a lot. <laughs> and uh, um, feeling better today for sure. Got some treatment already and, and loosened it up, so feel good. Mark, I think we were all looking back at your, the time you've missed hasn't been much. Broken ankle when you first became captain and the biceps. Yeah. Have you taken a lot of pride in being able to stay healthy and, and at your age? Your yeah. Age, I can't hate to keep. Yeah. No, I feel, you know what, I feel like uh, take a lot of pride in taking care of myself off the ice, which I think helps you play and, and be durable. But, man, it, it sucks because I feel like every time something like this does happen, it's sort of a weird freak play for me. So um, it's very frustrating when it initially happened because it's not like it was a result of a hit or anything like that. It was just a weird play. But uh, I got to get my mind around that and, and get into you know, positive thinking and move forward. And now I got to look at the, you know, it'd be a lot different today if I was standing here and telling you I wasn't coming back for the whole year. I'll tell you that much. So uh, there's there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I'll be I'll be working hard to get back as soon as I can. There you go. That is the captain, Mark Giordano. His thoughts following the news today. So once again, if you're just joining us, Mark Giordano will not need surgery on his hamstring injury suffered on Tuesday. He's currently week to week. They will reevaluate and have a better idea on his timeline in about a week. But again, Kleiner, it's it's one of those scenarios where if you're the Flames... Anytime it's not the worst-case scenario, especially with a player this important, you're probably going to chalk it up as good news, and and we'll see how long it takes for Gio to return to action. But definitely not as bad as it could have been, and so now it's time to see whether or not the group does what he's talking about there and rallies around it, or whether or not this is as big a loss on the ice as it looks like it could be on paper.
Yeah, everything we were talking about yesterday was kind of based on, well, if, maybe when, he's gone for the season, and now that's clearly not going to be the case. Well, maybe not clearly, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be the case. So you you definitely avoided worst-case scenario, um, and now hopefully the Flames are paying much more attention to the Nashville Predators than we are, because I continually forget with all the stuff that's coming in about Geo that, oh, there's a remarkably important hockey game to be played tonight between the Flames and the Preds. Yep, these two teams are separated by just three points in the Western Conference standings. The Predators on the outside in ninth, the Flames inside in eighth in the second wildcard spot, but only three points up, and the Preds have two games in hand. A win for Nashville tonight would end up being very important for them, and uh, that would really start to put things in biting-your-nails mode if you're the Calgary Flames. So 7 o'clock face-off, Flames and Preds tonight, live from the Scotiabank Saddledome, which is where we are on this Thursday afternoon. Game day is brought to you by South Point Toyota. Here's what we can tell you about the lineups tonight. It'll be UC Saros getting the start in net for Nashville. Cam Talbot gets the start in net for the Flames. And Calgary is making a few changes. Obviously, no Giordano, so that means Oliver Shillington re-enters the lineup after sitting out on Tuesday. Brody Hamannick, Hannafin Anderson, Shillington Stone are your D pairings. And then one change up front as well. Mark Jankowski comes out. Tobias Reeder comes back in. Reeder on the left of a line with Michael Backlund and Sam Bennett is what we're expecting tonight. Also, Lindholm between Manjapani and Kachuk. Monahan with Goudreau and Robinson. And... Derek Ryan with Milan Lucic and Dylan Dubé. That's what you're looking like for tonight. Flames and Predators at 7 o'clock. Our Flames warm-up program goes at 6 o'clock this evening. Tune in Mondays, 9 till 10 o'clock in the morning for the Eric Francis Show, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Thoroughbred Racing has an annual economic impact of $399 million and positively affects almost every Alberta community. Learn more at thehorses.com. Pinder and Steinberg's underway on a game day, brought to you by Glenn Morati on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Pinder and Steinberg in the afternoon. Brought to you by Glenn Morati, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Say hello to our friend Ian McMillan from oddshark.net who joins us every Thursdays on the program. Welcome back to Pinder and Steinberg. My name is Pat Steinberg and uh, we have no more football to talk about with Ian because football season is officially done but lots of hockey odds and uh, some other way. Look, if you like to play with a little if you like to play with the juice, if you like to play a little bit, you can find something year round and that's the uh, that's the beauty of Odd Shark Ian is you can head on over there and get all of your different odds and analysis. It's a, it's a pretty easy way to uh, get some expert edge when you're playing year round, hey? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's good to be pat, uh, back here, Pat. Um, you mentioned football season's over. Yes, the NFL is over. But let's not forget that the long-awaited de- debut of the XFL starts this weekend. Now, I wouldn't recommend betting on the XFL, <laughs> but the XFL does start this weekend. Um, I'm not going to bet on it. I'm, I'm going to start looking at some hockey, so let, let's get into that. But, yes, the XFL will be around. How, how did you make out this NFL season? Like, would you, Did you finish in the black when it was all said and done? I did, yes. I was right around even going into the playoffs, and then actually had a, a pretty good, uh, pretty good run in the playoffs, going eight, four, and one. I didn't hit on the 49ers in the Super Bowl; they blew it there late. But I did hit on the under. Uh, the total did stay under there in the Super Bowl. So, with the profitable playoffs, I did end up profitable in the NFL season. 
Okay, that is good to hear. Well, let's let's talk some hockey and see if we can't uh, make a little money with about a third of the season left in the NHL. We're well past the midway mark. What are you seeing with some of the Stanley Cup odds? Where are you seeing value there now that we're into early February? Yeah, so, I mean, with kind of no surprise if you've been paying attention to the NHL at all recently, the Tampa Bay Lightning have shot all the way up the odd board. They are now listed as the favorite once again at plus 750, so just a little bit better than 7-1 to one odds. Now, there is no value there, and I think one of the biggest reasons is we all remember what happened to the Tampa Bay Lightning in the playoffs last year, getting swept by, I believe it was the Blue Jackets. So I need to see them win in the playoffs before I even think about the Lightning winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, after them, you have the Capitals at 9-1. to You have the Blues and the Bruins at 10-1. to The Avalanche are also at 10-1. to But where I think uh, the team that I think holds the best value to win the Stanley Cup right now has got to be the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're sitting at 12-1. to uh, That's plus. 1200 and they have been on fire kind of quietly recently i mean they have they, they've been eight and two over their last 10 games they've played very well they're a very complete team a very experienced team a team that knows how to win the cup so i think that's one of the best value spots on the board right now the penguins at 12 to 1 also for you calgary guys out there the flames uh they're sitting at 25 to 1 so if you're confident in your calgary flames I am not confident in the Flames, but if, if there's anyone out there that is confident in the Flames, they can make a run at the Cup there, available at 25-1. to 1. So there is a little bit of value there on the Flames. Not a lot of uh, confidence right now uh, with the way this group is playing, <laughs> and uh, now that their most important defenseman is going to be out for the next little while too. Yeah, not a whole lot of confidence, but I do like that Penguins uh, That Penguins bet. I was down in Vegas at the end of January, and a buddy of mine got me to put down uh, 100 bucks on the Penguins to win at one of the sports books down there, and I was like, that's a, that's a good bet because that Penguins team knows how to win, and yeah. all they've done is dealt with adversity this year. Year. So I I like that value on the Pittsburgh Penguins as well. You've uh, you've also got some odds on division winners and some potential value there. Yeah, absolutely. So I I think I, I mean I just spoke about how I wouldn't bet on the Lightning to win the Stanley Cup, but there is a spot where I would bet on the Lightning, and that would actually be to win the Atlantic Division. Obviously, that doesn't take the playoffs into consideration. This is just regular season only. And the way with the Tampa Bay Lightning have been playing. They can catch the Bruins. So the Bruins are still a favorite to win the Atlantic Division at minus 185, but the Lightning are plus 150. And, I mean, they have been just absolutely on fire recently. They are seven points back from the Bruins, but they do have two games in hand. Uh, Boston has played 55 games. Tampa Bay is only at 53. Um, so if they keep playing the way that they've been playing, I can see them catch, catch the Bruins here by the end of the year. So I like their value. They're a plus 150 to win the Atlantic Division. And then, of course, uh, the division that you guys, of course, care about the most, the uh, Pacific Division. That, I mean, that division race is insanely close. The Vancouver Canucks are the favorite right now at plus 250. You can get the Flames at 4-1 to one to end up winning the division. But where I think the value is to win the, this, uh, to win the Pacific Division, and this might anger you guys. I hope you don't hang up on me for saying this, but I do think the Edmonton Oilers are, do actually have good value to win the Pacific Division at plus 300, at 3-1. I mean, McDavid, dry side, I mean, you can't argue against those two guys, and they've been playing very well. They're sitting at second place in the Pacific Division right now, three points back in the Canucks, and they do have a game in hand on the Canucks as well. So uh, as much as it might hurt some of you Calgary guys to bet on the Oilers, if you do want a valuable pick to win the Pacific Division, uh, you can take the Oilers there at 3-1. Hey, look, 
you're you're trying to win money. I think allegiances <laughs> get put to the side when all of a sudden there's a good payoff there. So you're looking for value whether you hate the team or not. Uh, and it would make if you're going to win some money out of it, it would make the sting of the Oilers actually winning the division that much easier to take. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, that, that's that's what I call an emotional hedge when you bet against your favorite team or if you bet on a, a team that you don't like. I call that an emotional hedge. So it might suck if they end up if they end up winning it, but at least you get some money out of it. So yeah, exactly. look at it that way. <laughs> Ian McMillan's with us from Odd Shark. He joins us on Thursdays. What about individual award winners? Uh, you've got odds on the Calder, the Norris, the Hart, the Vesna. Anything that jumps off the page there? Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with, I mean, with the closest odds. And my personal favorite is the Vesna Trophy. For those of you who don't know, that's the best goaltender in the, in the NHL. I was a goalie myself growing up, so I have a little bit of a soft spot for goalies. And this is actually the tightest race when we're looking at the awards odds. Ben Bishop, Connor Hellebuck, Tuka Rask, all at 3-1. to one. Then you have Darcy Kemper at 5-1, to one. Jordan Bennington also at 5-1, to one. and then Andre Vasilevsky at 7-1. to one. So those are the six goalies in contention, and that's a very interesting race because each of them have the arguments you can be made that you can make against them and for them. Now, my favorite pick out of that race right now is probably Tuka Rask at 3-1 to one because he leads out all those goalies. He leads in both goals against average and save percentage. But the one knock against him is that because he kind of went through that stretch of, of being hurt that he doesn't quite have as many games played as some of the other guys. Now, some of the awards, when the, uh, some of the people who vote on, on, on this award, sometimes they value wins. And if you want to bet, I mean, a guy who's already won this Vesna Trophy in the past in Vasilevsky, you can get some value out of him at plus 700. He has the most wins out of all, this, out of all the goalies as well. So you can make an argument for any of the six goalies there. I like Tuka Rask, but there's really no bad bet out of that group of six guys. The other close um, awards race is the Hart Trophy for, of course, the NHL MVP. You would kind of initially think it'd be Connor McDavid, but he's second on the odds list at plus 145. The favorite, and I think he will win the award, is Nathan McKinnon. And at plus 120, I mean, you're still uh, like doubling your money if, if you're going to bet on him. And I think there's a lot of value there. And the reason why, if we're talking about MVP, it's got to be Nathan McKinnon with the Avalanche because he has 73 points for his team. The next closest on the Colorado Avalanche has 39 points. So he has almost double the next closest on his team as far as points scored. So you're talking about a, a guy who's valuable for his team. It has to be Nathan McKinnon. And then just really quick, I'll go through the other two awards um, that we have odds for here is the, the Rookie of the Year, of course, the Calder Trophy. Uh, Kale Maker, minus 550. He's obviously going to win it. I don't think there's, there's much of a race there. Quinn Hughes is behind him on the odds list, plus 250. And then the Norris Trophy for best defenseman. That's John Carlson by a mile. No value there. Uh, minus 2,500. He's basically already got Yeesh. it locked up, and it makes sense when you look at uh, the points as far as uh, defensemen go. He has he, he has the most points, I believe, by about 15, 16 points to the next closest guy. So he'll win the uh, the Norris Trophy. Um, what do you, uh, in terms of odds for tonight, what do you have for uh, Flames and Predators? Uh, what does that look like right now? Yeah, and this is actually my favorite bet tonight, to be completely honest. So the Flames are a slight favorite, but it's almost a pick 'em. So it's minus 115 for the Flames, minus 105 for the Predators, and I really like the Flames in this spot. One of the big reasons, that it looks like uh, the Predators are going with their backup goalie, the Saros guy. He's got a 3.08 goals against average, .898 save percentage, so he has not been very sharp this year in the games that he has played in. So Flames at home do traveling national team. I mean, usually in the NHL, when, when uh, you're looking at a home team, 
you have to lay quite a bit of juice, but you're getting the Flames at almost a pick them. So if you're going to bet on the Flames, I think tonight's a, a great spot to do it. Any other games tonight to jump off the page to you? Yeah, two other ones jump off the page to me a little bit. The Vegas Golden Knights are in Florida tonight. They're a slight favorite, minus 125. I really thought the Golden Knights were going to take a step back when they, when they made the coaching change, um, but they actually haven't. And one of the big statistics I look at when handicapping the NHL is uh, Corsi percentage, and the Golden Knights are actually first in the NHL over the last 25 games in Corsi percentage. So being able to get them as a slight favorite tonight in Florida, I think that's pretty good value. And then the other uh, game that I am looking at here is the the Minnesota Wild at home to the Canucks. I think the Canucks are playing a little bit above their skill level. They have a very good young core, but I think they I think their record's a little bit better than what the numbers indicate. You can back the Minnesota Wild at home as a slight favorite as well at minus two uh, one twenty five. So tonight I got the Golden Knights, the Wild, and the Flames would be my top three picks in the NHL tonight. Good stuff, Ian. Good to chat with you, as always. We'll do it again next week. Thank you, pal. Sounds good, Pat. You take care, and good luck to anyone who bets tonight. It's Ian McMillan from Odd Shark. Uh, he joins us from oddshark.net on Thursdays on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar Guest Hotline. The same secret recipe since 1975 for pickup or delivery. Call 403-248-3344 and find them at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Pinder and Steinberg's underway on a Flames game day. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome back to the Scotiabank Saddledome. It is a game day for the Calgary Flames. It'll be Cam Talbot versus UC Saros, your goaltending matchup tonight from the Dome. Big game. Calgary three points up on the Predators. Nashville has two two games in hand. And this is the final playoff spot in the Western Conference that's up for grabs right now. Flames sitting in the second and final wildcard spot as it stands this instant. Before we get to three burning questions, I got someone to give away. What do we got? We got uh, one pair of tickets here, Kleiner? Is that what we're talking that about? That is correct, Two. yes. We, we got one pair of tickets for the Calgary Roughnecks and New York Riptide coming up on Saturday night. It is a 7.30 face-off here at the Scotiabank Saddledome. If you want to come for the party and stay for the game with the Calgary Roughnecks, we got a pair of tickets to giveaway right now. I need you to get the correct answer on the text line at 960-960. I need your first and last name on the text. So if you're the first one through with your first and last name, then you'll be going to the Hitman and sorry, the Roughnecks and the Riptide on Saturday night. So here is your trivia question. The New York Riptide are the third NLL franchise to play in New York City. They're the third NLL franchise to play in New York City. I need to know the names of the other two that have played in the New York area, the uh, in the in New York City, the two other New York area teams that have played in the National Lacrosse League. Give me their names, 960-960 on the text line. We'll give you the answer in just a couple minutes. But first, it's time for three burning questions. Time to turn up the heat. These are three burning questions on the Steinberg Show, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. What do we got, Mr. Klein? All right, question number one. A trade goes down in the NHL last night with the Leafs addressing their backup goaltender concerns. Uh, Jack Campbell and Kyle Clifford going to Toronto. Trevor Moore, a third-round pick and a conditional third that's probably going to turn into a second going to the Kings. Do you like this trade for the Leafs? 
I do. I don't think they give up a ton. Now, one of those picks can turn into a second-round pick depending on how things go with Campbell and, and if they re-sign Clifford. But I, I like this deal. It's funny because Pinder brought up a similar one on – who says no on Tuesday, basically linking the Maple Leafs and Jack Campbell, knowing the Maple Leafs are not in a great spot with their backup goaltending situation, not knowing what the scenario is with Freddie Anderson. But I like this deal for Toronto. There's no obligation beyond this year on Clifford, and they don't give up a ton to bring in Campbell, who's also signed for more than just this year. He signed for two more years following this one. So I like it. I think it's a uh, I think it's an important deal for the Maple Leafs to make and I don't think they gave up a ton to bring him in. So I I do like this deal for Toronto and uh and I think that it it's going to help them in their quest to be a playoff team when it's all said and done. With the goalie trade in mind, uh if things kind of go off the rails for the Flames now with Gio potentially not being done for the season, that could change things. But would you give any consideration to trading Cam Talbot if you're the Flames? I wouldn't myself um, because I, I unless the Flames fall completely out of this thing between now and the trade deadline, if they're out of it, then sure. If not, I think you're going to need them. I mean, David Riddick has been more inconsistent in the second half of the season than he was in the first half of the season. I think you're going to need both your goaltenders if the Flames are going to get to the postseason. So if they're out of it or if they're in a spot where it makes more sense to maybe punt on this year, then i think about it. But I don't think that we can, as it stands right now, I don't think that we're at that point to be able to say that one way or the other. So as of right now, I wouldn't be thinking about trading Talbot. But it's a fair question because he's played well, and I think that with his salary, there would be people that are interested if he were to end up on the open on the open market. And last one for you today, uh, the Toronto Raptors with a victory last night over the Pacers, now on a 12-game winning streak. Are you impressed? Absolutely. I, I've been impressed by this team all year long, though, Kleiner. I mean, and, and, and I know that you've kind of been in that opinion, too, that um, there's been I – mean, there was not a lot of people who were giving the Raptors a, a, ton, of, uh, a ton of credit coming into this season after – Losing Kawhi and and being in a scenario where they looked like not as formidable a group on paper, there just wasn't as much of a feel that the Raptors were going to be a powerhouse team once again. But I, I am quite impressed with what I'm seeing right now. I've been impressed with them all year long. At no point this year have they looked like a a non-playoff team. So, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed by this, and I'm, I've been impressed by the Raptors all year long. Yeah, they're on pace to win more games this year than they did last year, and there's one pretty glaring omission from this year's team uh, compared to last year's team. I think, obviously, there's a bit of bias here. I'm wearing a We the North shirt today and a uh, Raptors championship hat, uh, so a bit of bias on this one, but I think they're the best story in the NBA this season given what left town and how they've been able to, to hold things together right now in the two-seed in the uh, NBA's Eastern Conference. Uh, you go three for three today. Good job. Woo! Good start to the day. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Uh, also, congratulations not just to me for going three for three <laughs> on three burning questions, but also congratulations to Adam. He's the first one through with the correct answer. The two prior New York teams in the NLL prior to the Riptide were the New York Saints and then the New York Titans. If you remember the Titans, uh, that's who the Roughnecks won their second NLL championship against here at the Scotiabank Saddledome going back to 2009. So Adam is the 
winner. I will text you back at him from our text line in just a couple of minutes, but he's going to the Calgary Roughnecks and New York Riptide on Saturday night at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Would you like to not ruin Valentine's Day for your significant other? Because there's a good chance you will. Guys are just so bad at Valentine's Day. Most of us are like, oh, this is just another day. But you know what? Here's an opportunity for you not to screw it up this year. We're partnering up with Ben Moss Jewelers for you to get a really good gift for your lady, your significant other this year. Go to sportsnet.ca slash 960. Tell us about the worst gift you've given for your chance to win a $500 gift gift card to Ben Moss Jewelers. Some of the best stories, we'll read them on air, we'll post them on social media. One lucky winner will randomly be drawn coming up on February 10th, just in time for Valentine's Day. It's all brought to you by Ben Moss Jewelers. Make this Valentine shine with a gift from Ben Moss Jewelers. We're talking about a much less serious injury to the captain than we first thought. At least that's what we think we're talking about. Still without Mark Giordano for the next little while, though. That's what we've got up next as Pinder and Steinberg continues with Pinder. Sportsnet 960, the fan.